Welcome to the Dented Cam Show. Dave and John, and we are doing another episode of the Den Can Show. Uh, unfortunately, uh, due to circumstances uh, that we could not control, uh, we cannot further our Oktoberfest expedition. Um, but we do hope that we'll be able to talk to Peter from Aspatuck Brew Lab uh, sometime in the near future. Um, so with that, uh, as we're always going through changes and trying to grow and get better, uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about, uh, some food and some music and, well, as always, some booze. Um, so we will catch you in a quick second. All right, we're back. So uh, I thought first we'd talk a little bit of uh, food. Some, uh, it's that kind of season uh, where people like to start dating and nobody wants to be alone for the holidays. That always sucks. Uh, but if you're a guy like me, taking a girl out to a nice restaurant can be absolutely terrifying because you don't want to seem too over the top you know Hollywood but you don't want to be like hey we're going to McDonald's uh so I think John who uh is just a a a master when it comes to you know trying to set things up and have things perfect for the for the for the customer or the you know the event people, uh, I think you were going to talk a little bit about picking restaurants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, sure, yeah, I'll dive into that for you a little bit, um, right on, help, help us guys out, you know, yeah, so, first and foremost, um, obviously you got to get to know the person that you're trying to ask out on a date, um, because you know what, like, inevitably, if you end up mentioning, uh, Indian food, um, for example, right, like, and they don't like spicy, that could be an issue, or, you know, like, Thai is another one, um, very, very acquired or extreme tastes, uh, depending on what you're looking to do, and their, uh, particular things that they like, um, you know, you can end up choosing either the absolute perfect restaurant or the imperfect restaurant, um, and when I say the imperfect restaurant, um, what I mean is the type of experience that doesn't necessarily relate, um, not every person that you're going to be trying to be partnered with or dating is necessarily going to um, be into either lower or higher end. So uh, when you go for your restaurant choice, number one, find out. Like, be, first things first, be like, oh, do you like barbecue? Do you like Italian food? Do you like – and, you know, kind of kind of pay attention to the, their, their choices. Um, I think that will help guide you. Uh, the other thing is – Um, when you're trying to get a place, one thing that you can do to kind of make it a little bit better of a date experience is find out their cocktail menus too. Um, 
that can really help you out and it can help set a stage. Um, do you want to buy a bottle of wine? Do you not want to buy a bottle of wine? Honestly, in most restaurants, I will tell you, don't buy the bottles of wine. And one of the reasons being is they run a 70% markup and you have no guarantee that when they uncork the wine, it's going to be good. Ah, now you're drinking not so good wine and still paying a premium. Well, exactly, because let's say you have a psalm there. The psalm doesn't guarantee that the wine's going to be good or bad. It's more a remark of spoilage. So there are plenty of wines that might not be spoiled, but to your palate might not be great. Right. That's 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 a good thing to think about. Um, that's That's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, again, understanding the audience, because, you know, you can take somebody to... Uh, place like uh you know ron adria's type of restaurant or you know something super super um cool if you're into high level gastronomy and and all that and the person might look at you and be like i don't understand a single item on this menu what is this you know it's it's all french to me it's all you know very foreign to me so i would say picking spots that you know are comfortable and spots where you know they're they're gonna make you look really good because you actually know the people a little bit because basically if you're looking to establish intimacy with another person and you already have intimacy on some level through friendship let's say with a restaurateur and owner it automatically kind of lends credence to what you're trying to bounce back right okay cool cool and uh then uh what about the food itself um i really like tapas and one of the reasons why I like tapas or shareable plates is you get the experience of communicating. So that's good whether you're on a date or in a group of people. Let's say you don't know a group of people very well yet. Any place that has a really nice um, menu of shareable items will always be kind of a fun time. All right. All right. Um, but if you're, you're with that one special woman and... Um, again, it sounds like you might want to kind of find out what kind of food they're into, uh, whether they're, uh, into maybe experiencing the, the, the uber rich lifestyle of fine dining or, um, you know, finding out what, what, what they, what they're into, what, what, what kind of floats their boat, I guess we'll say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that that's. I mean, that ultimately that that's a good uh, way to go about it because you won't you won't be wrong if you end up on a um, on a date in a place where you know they may already like. Right, right. And what about you know flowers? Do you order dessert? Um, I typically, in general, don't order desserts at most restaurants because a lot of desserts are actually basically unboxed. Um, so I would tend to look over the menu, understand the restaurant a little bit, because oftentimes desserts is another thing that you're paying a massive markup for, but they don't very often make them in-house anymore at restaurants. Right, so you'd rather save it for a place that cares enough to make it in-house so you get something good, fresh. Yeah. All right, so it's more get to know the person a little more 
than it is trying to set up this ultimate experience. Let this experience kind of unfold itself through actually just getting to know the person, which is what you're trying to do at yeah, dinner. correct. Correct. And, and you know what? Some people are very much those foodies where they'll appreciate some of these things, and some people are not. You know, some people really would rather uh, have a smash burger, go to Grace Papaya and hang out with you in uh, Gramercy Park. and You know what I mean? Right, right. They want that. So again, it's it's gauging that, that experience and understanding what the other person might even be looking for in said type of date. So rather than rendering it specifically to the restaurants, because, you know, you could be out, let's say you order a bottle of Elio Grasso, which is a really great red wine. You could be out almost two hundred bucks at a restaurant for that one, that bottle. Well, well. So fancy always isn't always better. No, it, it really it's about reading your audience. You know, understanding where not only someone's taste points are, but also what makes sense. I mean, you might look like you're overshowing, and you know, an overshow is better is worse than a no show. You know? Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Unless it's McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, so it's not as such a scary situation as we all make it out to be. No, we're all, well, listen, we're all emotionally loaded at the point at which you're, you're thinking about asking your, your person out and you're, you're saying to yourself, well, you know, I really like this person, guy or girl, you know? And you're you're kind of in that mode of getting intimidated by it and trying to almost, in a way, curate the experience. And that's kind of unnatural in its own right because you have what you want in your head. Um, so yeah, I, I think coming with less expectation, kind of emptying your cup, as uh, as the ancient Chinese saying goes, you know. <laughs> right on. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to go pick a couple restaurants. Then I guess I got to find someone to bring them to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate that uh, that insight. I think we all did. That's uh, it, it breaks it down and it just makes things just a little bit, you know, a little more simple. Um, you know, I think it's something that people take for granted um, when, they, when they try to, you know, because we all want to be liked. We all have this, is she going to like me? Is he going to, you know really you know enjoyed being with me you know all this stuff going through your head um you know male and female um the restaurant shouldn't be a stressful or you know be um you don't want it to ruin your time just because you thought being fancy was gonna make it perfect and it turns out it was terrible because you didn't just didn't like the food. It just wasn't your your on your taste palate. Yeah, I uh, I tell plenty of people. Um, a lot of people will go immediately to French food unless you really understand French food. Even though a lot of it's classical dishes, people um, don't necessarily understand true roots French food. And they'll try and go with somebody trying to impress them. And it's like, 
ask if they've had French food first. Yeah. That's another, like, that can be an overwhelming experience. I mean, all of a sudden someone's sitting down and they're like, I don't know what pate is. I don't know what bagua is. I don't, you know, and it's like, <laughs> okay, we should have thought about this before we started. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's me. I don't always think things through all the way, so. And I've I've done the French route a couple times. Uh, it was uh, a little less than desirable outcome. <laughs> Food was good because I like it, yeah. but other people were not all that fond of it. So, but great, I learned a lot, and I think uh, everybody else did too. Um, so I think that's all we have for this segment. Um, and you know what, everybody listening. If you're going to go out on that date, we hope you 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 do well. We want to hear uh wedding bells in the future if that's your Absolutely. thing. If that's your thing. So, all right, uh we'll be back in a moment. All right. All right. Well, we're back. Well, I'm back. John uh, escaped to go do some adulting, so it's just you and me, and uh, it's October, and I thought I'd list off uh, my personal 10 favorite October Halloween scary fall movies. Um, yeah, most of them are going to be old, because I'm getting old, uh, but I also feel that they'll older horror movies had that kind of cheesy um uh, the, just this effect where you could really use your imagination uh along with the visuals that you were getting the simpler special effects um Typically, really, really, really cool. Uh, music scores and uh, just musical elements. So, um, with that, we will start. I don't know which way to go. And I, and I, you know what? To be honest, I don't think they're in any particular order because I guess it. It just really depends on what my mood is. Um, but who doesn't love fucking Michael Myers in the original Halloween uh, released uh, in 1978 directed by John Carpenter starring Donald Pleasance and of course, the ever wonderful and beautiful Jamie Lee Curtis. Ah, uh, for me, it's just the pinnacle of Halloween. You have to watch the original Halloween movie on Halloween. Ah, uh, you get with your your girl or a couple of your best buds in a case of beer. You know, just have a good time. That's just me. Uh, number two, the original Hellraiser. Released September 18th, 1987. Directed by Clive Barker. 
Um, it was adapted from the Hellbound Heart. Um, starring Doug Bradley as Pinhead. Yeesh. Those other things I forget what they're called were creepy. Um, next. Not really halloween but still scary nonetheless. Was Alien. Uh, released May 25th, 1979. Uh, Ridley Scott was the director. And starring the ever bad ass Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Man, I love all those movies. They're pretty cool, especially how they kind of intermingle with the Predator movies. You got a whole episode we could talk about that. But we're not. We're talking about Dave's favorite October Halloween scary movies. Next, it would not be a horror movie list if you didn't include Night of the Living Dead. Directed by none other than the great late George Romero. uh, Released October 1st, 1968. Um... Romero was also responsible for the screenplay and the cinematography. Not bad. Uh, Here's one that I think is a little underrated. I don't think it gets enough attention. It's Phantasm. Released June 1st, 1979. Directed by Dan Don Coscarelli. Starring Michael Baldwin and Angus Scrim. As the tall man, who was the mortician with the crazy little silver flying ball with the little spiky dudes that come out and get you. Great movie. If you've never seen it, try it out. Uh, next, The Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Released on my birthday, two years before I was born, October 11th. 1974, directed by Toby Hooper, starring Marilyn Burns and Paul Partain. Partain. Um, that one's a little, a little much for me once in a while, uh, especially the remakes. Uh, taken from a series of true events, um, you know. It makes it, 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 it can make it weird. <laughs> um, uh, next on the list, coming in as number seven, but not necessarily number seven, The Omen. Uh, released June 25th, 1976, directed by Richard Donner, starring Gregory Peck and Harvey Spencer. Um, not so much slasher gory. Uh, demonic, uh, very psychological, um, freaked me out the first time I saw it, for sure. Freaked me out. Uh, next we have The Poltergeist, released June 4th, 1982. Uh, another one, directed by Toby Hooper, uh, starring Heather O'Rourke and Craig T. Nelson. Uh, number nine, another George A. Romero, uh, piece, Dawn of the Dead, released May 24th of 79, 
starring Galen Ross and Ken Four. And finally, um, some might not argue this uh, so much horror movie, but it is werewolves. Werewolves equal monsters. Monsters kind of equal Halloween. So, and it's my list, so suck it up. <laughs> uh, Dog Soldiers, uh, released July 20th of 2002. One of the only a little more modern modern films on here, directed by Neil Marshall, uh, starring Emma Clearsey and Doran Morfitt. Uh, so there you have it. My personal 10 favorite October scary movies. Uh, as you can tell, two zombie movies made it on there. I am a zombie fan. They are my favorite monster. Yes. Yes. Guilty. I love The Walking Dead. Still. Ha. Anyways, it is a time for monsters. It's the perfect shot. Anyways. <laughs> um, Alright. So, uh, it's always fun to get out, right? Get out, do some things. It's fall. It's still kind of nice. Maybe get that nice brisk thing in the air. Well, this next one we're going to talk about uh, haunted houses. All right. So we're back. Again, uh, it's October, the best month, because oh, it's my birthday. Uh, no, uh, Halloween. Halloween has always been one of my favorite uh, holidays. Um, just the dressing up and the. Uh, we all remember the haunted houses at the, the carnivals. Really, just a trailer with a maze in it that. It was really just a death trap and not really a haunted house. Uh, but they've taken it to new levels. And this is the part of, uh, you know, things evolving that I do appreciate. Um, you know, things like Fright Haven uh, over there in Stratford. Um, 411 Barnum Avenue cutoff, actually. Um, it's a big office building. And last year, they advertised three different themed haunted houses all under one roof. For the price of one? Yeah. Um, it sounds cool. Um, so I think, you know, if you're a fan of, of, of haunted houses and Halloween, get out there and, and support your people that are... Uh, obviously investing uh, money and a lot of time into creating these these attractions. Um, but hey, you know, if you're not really keen on Halloween, maybe little kids annoy you. Um, you know, uh, check it out anyways. You know, you like horror movies? You know? Um, you might have another, a different experience. You might find that, um, that human, 
part of ourselves that for some reason enjoys being scared um and why we do it um you know uh but yeah try it you know cuz at the end of the day you're you're still you know you're supporting uh local you know uh cuz there's a, you know they're they're everywhere um the one I'm talking about is in Stratford, but they have some in, I believe, Legends of Fear in Shelton. Uh, I know they got a maze and hay rides and a lot of the farms, uh, you know, do things. I remember the Audubon Society used to, used to do that. Um, even uh, Rick and Michelle over here at Harborview Market. Uh, I don't know if they stopped due to the pandemic, uh, but I guess we'll find out this this Halloween. Uh, they would create a little walkthrough at at the market, you know, for you know, it was a little geared a little more younger kids, but you know, still at least they get you know get the experience, you know, the haunted house. Um, so, but go out. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You know, scary monsters. It can, you know, fantasy. You know, fairies and dwarfs and knights in shining armor. Or, uh, cartoonies. Um, I even mentioned, I think, being, uh, Kermit the Frog. You know, hello, ah, Kermit the Frog. You know, so you know, it's it's a time where you can kind of escape and and you know maybe be a kid again, um, if just for a couple hours, because there's always uh, bars doing parties, restaurants, even your friends might be throwing uh, or your company, your job might throw a a Halloween party. Uh, go, I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, that's just me. Um, you know, I'm all about getting back into the, into the world and, and experience things. Um, you know, cause I often wonder, well, why do we got to stop doing these things just because we start to get older? Um, you know, and I look at these people that just, they dress up and you can tell they spend a lot of time and they get in the character and they're enjoying themselves. That's really cool, you know? Like, I think we should all do that. Be able to have that kind of escape and 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 fun time. So, uh, for this one in Stratford, which I was supposed to go to, have never gone. So, yes, it is kind of a, a Halloween attraction bucket list item for me. I was supposed to go, and I, I don't remember why. Um, uh, Sundays... It's open 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays, it's 7 to midnight. Um, so you got one, you know, you're going to have to look that up. It's a lot of numbers. Um, and then I know that there are 7 to 10. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it here. 7 to 10 on. Sundays, 
And Fridays and Saturdays are 7 to midnight. I think I said that again. Um, so you can look it up, uh, you know, for availability for tickets um, at FrightHaven.com. Uh, tickets are 30 uh $30 for general admission, 45 for uh, fast pass, and uh, 65 if you want to just walk straight to the front of the line. Uh, Alright, you are paying for it, so I can't be mad. Um, I guess it kind of might help make things move faster in a way. The people that are, aren't in a rush can just... I don't know. Now, see? I ramble. This is what happens when John has to go be responsible. And left to my own devices. So check it out um, in Legions of Fear. Um, and just see what kind of fun, festive things are going on. It is, you know, like we've mentioned before, it's festival season. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be Halloween-oriented. Uh, just fall, you know. I don't know. So, um, so I think we're going to gonna wrap this up here um i'd like to thank everybody for listening um and i hope you just at least maybe enjoyed yourself maybe learned something inspired to go dress up for halloween or i don't know big halloween cookies i don't know you know something fun do something uh put the phone down and uh, don't forget to uh, check out uh, the Instagram page. We're going to start being a little more uh, on the ball with that. Uh, we're hoping to start doing some more video, uh, YouTube stuff. Uh, lots of things in works, lots of changes. Uh, I now have a lot more free time. So, uh and always check out the, the Facebook group. Join the group. That is the mecca for all of us to kind of hang out and and chat with each other and bounce ideas off and just talk. Get to know each other. Um, it's not just a podcast. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a community of people that are, you know, at least excited about life or inspired by different things. So... Uh, check us out, like the pages, join the groups, and we'll catch you next week. And remember, if you dented the can, the beer was good. Thanks for listening. 